How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused, emotional, socialist, snowflake crowd? Cut the crap. It's your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. He's known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey there, folks. How's it going? Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer here. Are you ready? I know that every one of you love this woman. A great American hero, Tina Peters, fighting for freedom. She's fighting for every single one of us out there. Uh, do me a favor real quick, folks. I know many of you are have been waiting to get an update from Tina. What's going on? We're going to get some extra insight today because right from the mouth and intelligence of somebody who's actually run these elections, been responsible for them, you're going to be able to find out what the truth really is. By the way, uh, if you're in the uh, Twitch or YouTube or whatever chat and you want to uh, show Tina some love, when you're in those groups, uh, I can pop you up on the screen and you can share your love with Tina uh, because I know y'all love her and I know you know she is a hero so if you want a chance to share your love, but do me a favor right now, share this program right now. Share, 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 get this word out. You've been wanting to know what was going on. Now's the time to uh, get your answers. Here we go. There she is. Hey, Tina, how are you doing? Awesome. I mean, just to see what's going on across the country, you know, the people are mad as hell and they are not going to take it anymore. Right, Jovan? Absolutely. Absolutely. You've been busy. Let's kind of step back a little bit. It's been a few months since we've talked one-on-one. -on -one. People want to know, where are you right now in your process uh, in Colorado? Well, for those that don't know, you can you can look at uh, I, I encourage everyone to go to selectioncode.com and pass this on to your friends, your family, your contacts, uh, you know, and you can get more of the story of what they've put me through for exposing their fraud. When I say they, I mean the enemy to our country, the globalist, the CCP, the the Marxist. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's not, Jovan, you know, it's not just Democrat and Republican. These right. are people that want our country gone. They want to demolish our country and um, take away every freedom we have. And, of course, I've experienced that firsthand as someone that's never had any criminal history. I have uh, seven felonies, three misdemeanors, wow. campaign finance, ethics complaints, um, they've tried to take my husband. He was in a nursing home uh, with advanced dementia and Parkinson's. 
I found out a month before uh, that before it was our 36th wedding anniversary that they had changed the POA. The DA was involved and there's some inkling about the secretary of state and I haven't investigated that yet, but they had him sign a divorce decree, which uh, got rid of all of my veterans benefits, you know, took my husband who I've taken care of, you know, I, I was able to get him a hundred percent disability. So he is taken care of in that regard, but divorced me. Um, I'm coming up on uh, December. There's his um, estranged sister actually is suing me for my house. Um, the DA and the sheriff took away my concealed carry permit. And um, there's been, I've spent uh, a night in jail, 30 hours in jail. Um, they have I just finished, just to bring you up to date, there's, uh, I just finished two depositions this in, in a week. Uh, one of them was for a campaign finance complaint saying that I had announced that I was running for county clerk and secretary of state before I actually announced it, which is so bogus. But they had two and a half feet uh, stack of paper with questions that they went through asking me accusing me. And then a few days later, Jovan, I was, uh, I had been subpoenaed to testify in the case where Eric Coomer, who we know that is, uh, we know from Joe Altman exposing him, you know, saying he was Antifa, all this Dominion, the CTO for Dominion or whatever he was, mm -hmm. uh, his, his attorneys, which is Dominion attorneys, they interrogated me for six hours, it would have been, it could have been longer if I, if I hadn't have taken the fifth, but 491 questions, maybe five had to do with the defamation suit uh, between uh, uh, Eric Coomer, uh, the accusation and Mike Lindell. So th these people are out to, um, to get us. But, you know, I'm so encouraged. Look what's happening. You know, finally, people that were told and, and we know that candidates, we know for a fact that candidates were told if they just wouldn't say anything about the election, that they would get them over the finish line. So a lot of our a lot of candidates took the bait only to be um, be defrauded of their, uh, the prize in the general. Now they took me out in the primary illegally. And, uh, when I went through it recount, they did not do it according to law. So we are, we're going after them, you know, they, uh, um, yeah. So I'll stop there. So you can, you can talk and ask some it's, questions. It, but. it is just nuts because the people certainly feel for you. Um, so you've at least been able to travel. That's now been approved that you can travel or you locked down. No, no, I cannot travel outside of the state of Colorado. As a matter of fact, six months, six or eight months prior, I was invited to a women for freedom conference to speak there with Simone goal and some, some other speakers, uh, women for freedom. They denied me going there. So I have to ask, are they against women or are they against freedom? <laughs> <laughs> because at that at that event, I was awarded the Liberty Award. And here I am. I can't even I don't even have the liberty 
to leave my state because I'm so dangerous and I'm such a flight risk, right? <laughs> but so, let, me, let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you this, Jovan. I mean, I have to laugh because the whole thing is so ridiculous. But the same DA who said I couldn't go to the premiere of my own movie, Selection Code, right, in Missouri, he said it was the most offensive request that he had ever gotten, did not let me go to Missouri for that because I would be honored as, quote, unquote, a hero, is the same DA that let a man that was that was charged with 26 pounds of fentanyl, let him go on probation, but they've used every, every tool in their toolbox to go after me. So are you having, is what's going on? Are they dragging you in and out of court? Are you waiting for a court date? Is there a court date coming up? Where does that stand? We're fighting. I have five different attorneys. I mean, they're trying to, they're, they're asking me questions. So in the 491 questions that was asked by Eric Coomer, uh, as attorney, Dominion's attorney, in other words, um, they ask how much I, I got paid for doing selection code. I told, I, I pled the fifth, but it was this just for the, yeah, you, say, know. you know what? You can have it times 10,000. <laughs> it's still zero. <laughs> they asked me if I was traveling with Clay Clark, if I was speaking, how much I was getting paid for all of my speaking engagements, which is once again, zero. You know, I have, I have, as a matter of fact, they could check my bank account, which I wouldn't let them, but it would show that I have profited nothing. As a matter of fact, I, I have, I have used my own funds to, um, to put this out. And of course the Patriots, you know, I'm going through a recount right now that didn't happen. And I can talk about that if you're ready, uh, you know, um, about the secretary of state race, but there's so much, but I'm encouraged. And I want everybody to be encouraged that we will, we will not give up. You know, we will not back down and we're going after them. And you can see that right now, right? The fruit of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's let's talk about your recount, because that was potentially going to be a big deal to get a look at it. And then it had all kinds of hooks and <laughs> wordplay in it that did not allow it. Take the people through that. What were you expecting? What did it end up being? So I had I had put it out to the uh, uh, to the county clerks that I was going to be asking for a recount. And, um, and that resulted in me getting another warrant for my arrest because in that, in that email to the 64 counties, I happened to include Mesa County. Well, in Mesa County, I am not supposed to talk. They kicked me out of my office when I wouldn't agree to, to, to retract what I said about Dominion. And the secretary of state went to a judge and said, look, she's going to break the law. So you need to kick her out. Of course, they wanted to kick me out of my office because they didn't want me finding any more fraud. But um, so when so there was a restraining order restraining me from going to any of my three offices, uh, from talking to any of the any of the people in the clerk's office. They unlawfully took me out of office, which the only way you can remove an elected official is by a recount. So when you're elected by the people, it's the people, right, right that, that, that remove you, not a judge, not, not the secretary of state, who's not my boss. She's another elected official. So um, 
this is this is what's going on. So I realized February after February 12th, when they when the Joe Biden administration once again agreed to not unseal the uh, testimony of um, of J. Alex Halderman, who, by the way, is a Democrat. He was a, right. a, he testified before uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee how bad these these machines are and how easily they are hacked, and they sealed it again. They would not let the American people know what he said. That was February twelfth, February fourteenth. I said I have got to I've got to run for Secretary of State, and my attorney says you can't do that. And I said why can't I do that? They said they will kill you. And I said, well, you know, I, I'm a cancer survivor. I lost my son. What more can anybody do to me? You know, you don't know how strong you are until that's the only choice you have. That's right. So I ran for office. Uh, even the mainstream media, Jovan, knew that I had won. There were two other other Republicans, so-called, in the primary. One was, get this, the one of the five directors and the secretary for the organization, I'm sure all your listeners have heard of Center for Tech and Civic Life, <laughs> CTCL. She is the one that, if with this organization, that funneled 470 million Zuckerbucks to counties that 94% of it went to counties that Biden won. Right. This is this is what we, what the people had to pick from. And this is the actual person at the board level running against you. Running against me. And then the other guy, so they wanted a three, three-way three race, right? Because it's very difficult in a three-way race, you know, when the vote split like that. Right. The other guy was uh, Obama appointed uh, AG Phil Weiser's. Um, he was on his board uh, for a loan organization. And, and when he was asked, well, why are you even running? You know, you know, you don't have a chance against Tina Peters. He said, I just want to shake things up. Well, no, he didn't want to shake things up. He just wanted to divide the vote. So before the election, even the mainstream media knew that I had won the primary. Right. Um, and they were already moving on. What are you going to do uh, to beat Jenna Griswold? You know, she's raised three point five million off of your name. I was I was in the uh, once I announced I was in the Rolling Stone. I was in, you know, CNN. She was raising money off my name. Jenna Griswold. Right. But anyway, so the night of the election. It was like a Mesa County report number three event. And for those that haven't read the Mesa County report reports or aren't familiar with them, you can go to tinapetersforcolorado.com and they're there. They're also on Frank speech. Uh, for those that know uh, uh, data and things like that, you can see the images, the actual images. They're posted there. Um, you know, it's all about transparency and they don't want transparency. So I asked for a recount. She said it would be $236,000. So I raised the money. Well, I knew then how much I had to I had to raise. Right. So, so I waited and I and then I said, okay, I'm gonna do it. Well, you only have one day to raise the money. Well, the Patriots came and and you know they provided the money for the recount. But in the interim, in a week, a week and a half, she raised the amount. Twenty thousand dollars to two hundred fifty-six thousand to pay for a vendor. Do you know who the vendor was, Joe Jovan? 
Yeah, it's laughable, but go ahead and tell everybody. <laughs> Dominion voting systems. Dominion. Right. So Dominion had this, this uh, print out for all the clerks in Colorado, 64 counties, at, of how to do this recount, right? Which makes them a state actor. They should not be, be even instructing anybody in the elections right. department. So they're following this thing where they're using ballots that were used for what they call a logic and accuracy test before the election, before the very election. The way the law reads, the law says that before any recount, a test needs to be made of the voting systems. So let's just say you're your canvas board member and it's not supposed to be done by the clerk. It's not supposed to be done by by, um, you know, a, a, a Dominion, anybody right. else. It's supposed to be done by the Democrat and Republican um, uh, canvas board. Right. The right. canvas board says, OK, let's just say, for instance, to make it simple, let's say there's eight tabulators. And in the state of Colorado, we use Dominion, but all across the country, ENS, Hart, all of them are the same. I vote. They're all the same. Um, so the canvas board picks randomly picks a uh, a couple of the of the tabulators. Let's just say you had eight of them. They picked number one and number four. Then the law reads that you have to go to get those actual, and the way it reads is voter verified paper ballots. What does that mean to you? Right. The, the actual ballots that were used. Right. Exactly. Not so test then, ballots. Not sample ballots. Not training ballots. Not previous ballots that they use. The actual ballots of the voter. Exactly. So so the way that the law reads is they go and they get these ballots that ran through in this in this example, uh, tabular one and four, and then they hand count them. If the if the total from that hand count matches what the machine said was the total that ran through those, those tabulators, then everything's fine. They can go ahead and, and proceed with the recount and run the ballots through the way they were done before, which in this case was through the machines. If it disagrees, then they have to do a hand recount. So the people were defrauded of the hand recount that was paid for in this case. So that's a breach of contract. So we're, we're, we're working through that right now. Um, I have civil attorneys, I have criminal attorneys, I have, you know, and, um, and, you know, of course we're going to need to, to raise more money because you know, the government uses. Can we, do, can we do that at Tina Peters for Colorado still? Yes, you can. Okay, you great. Can. And then I have two months left of my term as clerk and then, um, you know, we'll, we'll be doing other things then, but I will not stop. I will not give up. You know, if it means going, they want to put me in prison, Javon. That's what they want. They want to make an example out of me, put right. me in prison. Don't ever do this because, and the, the clerks in Colorado and other places. As an election official that's supposed to protect your people, supposed to protect the vote, supposed to be running it right. You do what it is to even check if it's running right. You found out it's not. And now you're the criminal. That's right. That's right. So that's where we are right now. But um, I'm very encouraged. I look at Arizona. The people are standing up. The people are, I mean, we're getting to the point where the people want to take to the streets. They want to show up. And, and, and it, you know, I mean, we've got Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. I mean, all these states where uh, voter fraud is taking place. And, um, you know, they, 
everybody can do something. I always say whenever I speak, everybody can do something. And, uh, you know, we can't, we cannot um, criticize each other. You know, I heard people criticizing Trump because they were expecting more. And I hear people criticizing, you know, one person that's a data guy or talking about elections and another one. We have got to stick together. We have got to stick together. We have to. What, what, what I see going on is we got issues that we're all not talking yep. together. That's right. All of us. Whether you're in data, whether you're in paper or whatever, we have to all talk together, learn how these things are discovered, share things. I have found that some of these people just by things they found by accident, if I'm lucky enough to talk to them, don't realize what they're sitting on. They've, they've learned and we all have to talk and we're not finding a way to bring every single group and power to bear that we have. Now I'm, I'm separating out. There are influencers and pundits. These are over here, but people that are deep in the data and the audits themselves, we have to talk those through no matter how many times called for it saying guys just talk and go through it before making decisions so we can help each other. It's just not happening. And we've got to figure out, we really truly have to have to figure out how to get there. So uh, first let's start with this. Let's switch it to the midterms. And um, let me give you, I'm going to give you a break real quick, folks. I want you to share uh, this program. We're going to take a short break. And uh, I please, I just want you to share this, if you would, because we're going to talk about the midterms going on in other states. We're going to talk about what's happened in other states where Tina can give us incredible insight because she's been there and she's done it. She understands the rules of how this is supposed to run. So, folks, do me a favor real quick. Share this program right now. Get other people out there that thought this was all a conspiracy and stuff and and the machines are great. And get them to tune in to this second half of the program. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to energize you. Here you go. <laughs>
get you going i don't know what does and and to me that version of our star spangled banner is where we are right now in this fight we're winning i know it doesn't seem like that tina i want to pick up where we were talking maybe you're the impetus to this maybe you are the one that can help bridge all of us that are doing our different things in audits and in data and ballots that we can all just get together on a few Zoom calls and do an information share. Everybody has to understand what's going on with the legal teams. Everybody has to understand with the data. And we cannot afford to repeat mistakes from the 2020 effort that have now been duplicated. This is 2020 2.0, ironically, 2022. Maybe you can actually facilitate that. I'd look forward to your help or whatever. So let's talk about the midterms. When you're sitting back observing, and then I'm going to ask you some specific questions regarding uh, what was experienced in Arizona based upon your uh, history of doing this. If you step back and you look at how it came down in 2022, this midterms, what did you did you observe? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that what what I saw was, and, and I'm on an America First Coalition uh, candidate call uh, every week, and we compare what's going on around the country. It's amazing, and you know, I, I think I said before that there were candidates, and we have validation of this that we're told that if you'll just not say anything about elections, we will get you over the finish line, right? And that was to their peril because they wanted to take out the ones that were making noise like me um, in the primary. But because these candidates did not say anything about elections, they wanted to take them out in the general. And I'll tell you, I have to really uh, take my hat off to... um, uh, you know, to people like Mark Fincham and uh, our our um, our dear dear um, Arizona people. I mean, I'll tell you, they have fought. And yeah, Carrie Lake, Carrie Lake has done phenomenal. Yeah. Abe Hamadan has done phenomenal. Blake Masters. I mean, that was the perfect four if it could have been done. I told everybody this, Tina. See if you agree. I said. Of all the races across the United States, Arizona is uniquely evil. And here's what I mean. If Kerry would have gotten in as governor, Fincham as secretary of state, 
Masters as the supporting senator, and then Abe as the AG. Everything was there to finally get this rooted out, exposed, litigated, and convicted. Because the AG is only going, first off, you need the senator so you can get uh, basically the committees and investigations going. Abe would have gone after it, but uh, if you got a bad secretary of state, they can make him stand down. And the secretary of state is going to answer to the governor. I think that's why they fought so hard. Am I on target with that? That's right. And, you know, Carrie Lake won every single county in the primary. I mean, this was so cheated. And I'll tell you, you know, I was in a meeting the other night with some some patriots here in Colorado and the people in Arizona are saying, no, if we need to take to the streets and we need to. And, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, I look at what happened with with Christina Caramo. I mean, uh, incredible. I, I call uh, Jocelyn Benson, who is uh who was her, her, uh, opposition. She is the twin sister of, uh, the Democrat association, association of secretary of state, um, Jenna Griswold, who was, you know, who was the secretary of state here. I mean, these criminals are going to have to be brought down for the fraud that they are, they are, uh, perpetuating. But, um, you know, I just want to say real quick, because I think this is important. And I put it out on my telegram channel, at the real Tina Peters, um, you know, going back to us encouraging each other. And, you know, there's so many people in the fight and I want to really do a shout out to those behind the scenes that are doing the data that are, you know, the, the Anons that are, that don't get any um, recognition. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of people involved in this that, that you don't necessarily see like this on a show, that but but we need to once again i just want to say this don't if you you know don't criticize what other people are doing and i want to read something by theodore roosevelt do you mind if i read this please do it says it is not the critic who counts it says not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short. Sorry, my dog. (laughs) Who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end that the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat, Theodore Roosevelt. And this was excerpt from a speech called Citizens in a Republic um, delivered in Paris. I would encourage everyone to 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 read that, to recognize that, you know, you're going to, I tell people, I say, don't look at Donald Trump. Don't look at Mike Lindell. Don't look at me. Look at what you're doing and start at the local level because they have perpetuated this fraud from the top down right. and, and it, it was it was the city council election 
that woke me up and people just like the people listening to your show came to me and said, Clerk Peters, there's something wrong. There's something not right. So get involved. Go to your city council meetings. Go to your school board meetings, um, commissioner meetings. Because when we get these people out of office, these crooks, these these infiltrators, um, you know, when when we get them out, and we will, there have to be people that can that can fill in those those That's voids, right. fill in those That's places, right. right? So, yeah. I'd like but, to do it. I'd like to do kind of a check with you on, on, on things I'm seeing and saying just, you know, uh, as a peer and see what you think. I've told people as much as we all love Donald J. Trump and what he did for America, open America's eyes. Please understand that right now with President Trump announcing he's going to run again, don't focus just on that because the fight we're going through is different than him running for president. And I mean that by we can't just stand down and assume he's going to take care of it and everything's going to be all right. We've got two years of fight ahead of us before he ever gets in office and we do that. And so I'm encouraging people because many Many times we're waiting for other people to save us. We're waiting for the special military day or the special exactly. few day or whatever. And we can't, we have to, we have to be more vigilant and active than ever. And so as much as I love the man and support the man, we've got to understand, look, that's a different process. We're still going to support it, but it's not the fight we're fighting. Is that sound advice? Do you think in your opinion? I am so on board with that and in agreement with you, Javon. You know, everybody has to stand up. I always say when I speak, we everyone can do something. I didn't get into what they called politics until 2016. And I said, you know what? I went, I said, we can't let that woman get in the White House. If we do, I'd been a business owner for 32 years. And I went to a volunteer meeting. And there were eight, I was one of eight people. And I looked around, I said, oh my gosh, I thought people that were good at this stuff were, were doing it. It's us. It's all of us. It's our Republic. It's our freedom. It's our Liberty. It's our children and grandchildren that we have to stand up for. And everyone is born for such a time as this, every single person. Right. So Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you, Jovan. Great. Another one I want to bounce off of you. And, and by the way, I, I, I know you won't hold back if, if you think I'm wrong. And, and I value and I want your opinion. I have been telling people, especially for Arizona, I am exceptionally concerned if you look at the January 6th committee and the rephrasing from coup or insurrection to conspiracy, which makes it means it opens it wide up for a lot of charges. And they're trying to say that Donald J. Trump is raising an army and they intend to do something, which is the basis of conspiracy. I've personally asked people in Arizona, if you're going to get out, stand shoulder to shoulder, that's fine. Don't yell, don't scream, don't cuss, don't even point. And the reason I say that, don't like point people down and rap at them because the media can optically spin that a certain way. I want a few, I want a few extra. I asked people during voting time, don't read, uh, wear your MAGA gear, right? If you, if you need an excuse in the midterms, it's a good excuse. Dye your hair pink. It's a very good excuse. Just go camouflage. But what I'm now worried about is 
people can get out and should get out and show their support. But I'm thinking we need to be very careful about where we choose that. And my example is, you know, this is an issue at the Capitol, just right down the street, because that's where the lawmakers are. I'm asking people not to go to MTech where the ballots are counted. And here's my reasoning. Those are not the lawmakers. They've already fenced off and cordoned off the area. They already have reinforcements so cars can't drive through. They had all kinds of sheriffs with sheriff snipers on top of the roof, and they actually had crowd control riot horses, 10 of them, and cops there during, uh, during the election day. I'm asking people, understand where your effort is going to make the difference, not at MTech. They're expecting that, and they just want something to, that they can show that this is an insurrection, and he did get people to do this, and see they went to MTech. Is that solid advice? Because you've actually managed these people. Don't go to where they're counting. Go to right there to the Capitol. You're there anyway. Show your force there. But these people who could very well just be in their job don't know what's going on. But if they're already expecting and reinforcing it and all these police signed to it, stay away. How do you feel mm -hmm. about that? You know, I, the best advice that I have ever gotten was uh, General Michael Flynn early on told me be as vocal and as visible as you can be. He says the safest you will be is being vocal and visible. So on one hand, we can't be sheep led, led away to the slaughter, right? Like the, like right. the Jewish Absolutely. people were. But on the other hand, we have to make sure that we're wise. You know, the Bible says be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. And we have to do this with love and consideration and, you know, they tried, I mean, in Colorado and other places, because that was the model, you know, Jenna Griswold telling the other Democrat secretaries of state, you know, talk about how you're afraid for your life and all this stuff. Well, I'm sorry. I had my hotel room broken into after this was discovered, you know, and then I had my concealed carry permit revoked. And I said, I'm the most hated person on the left. And, and as a woman, I consider that an equalizer, you know, being able to carry uh, a firearm, That's right. but they try to turn all this stuff and use these narratives uh, against us. We have to be bold and we have to call them out. We have to call them out on it. And um, you know what? We can do that in a way that's productive. And so I would say, if you need to peaceably assemble and take signs and say, you know, I mean, we, my supporters had signs that said, get rid of dominion. Right. Um, and, and things like that. But I do believe we don't want to play into their hand. Um, they will infiltrate with their BLM and their Antifa and those. Um, so we just have to be wise, but we need to be visible. And we yeah, need to I be call, I called it out because one of the people marching around the MTech Center, which is the ballot counting center, literally, now, more than likely was a plant because I just can't believe a conservative or anybody in their right mind would would play into this, right. but was literally in camo and tactical gear, carrying a sign talking about a well-regulated militia. And that is dangerous and nuts. I just, I just strongly recommend people don't do that. Okay. Sitting back, looking at the midterms. What did you notice going on and where things were going wrong? <laughs> you know, whenever, 
here's the thing, Jovan. We can do this just like France does, does it. We can do by by precinct. We can do same day voting. You know, we can do all of these things. Get rid of the electronic poll books. Get rid of it, the machines. Uh, we don't need all this to actually. It's more efficient if we have paper poll books. It's more efficient if we count them at the precincts the day of. That's right. Um, so, you know, I, and what I saw and what, what all of America saw was that they kept delaying everything uh, to, and it was obvious they were trying to figure out how they could get the steel in. Is there um, any logical excuse that they would need? I, I, I tell people in 1992 in Los Angeles County, California, in, in 24 hours, they counted 2.8 million ballots. And here we are in 2022. And it took seven days and still not done of 1.6 million ballots. And that's just the porosity of the system, how they've designed it now. Since you've run these things, is there any logical reason at all or justified reason for you not to be able to get your ballots counted? Well, you know, in Colorado and other states, you have a certain number of days. So let's just say your ballot envelope goes through and there's a signature discrepancy, which is what they're counting on. Then you have eight days in Colorado. It's different, different states to what they call cure your ballot. And I was seeing all kinds of Democrat operatives going out there, you know, cure your ballot. Well, now they're working on text to cure. So these programs where you can just text in that, yes, that's me. And you you can go ahead and count it. So it's become so complicated with with the cheat and the steal but that is what that's what they do they uh they give people that there's a discrepancy in their ballot envelope or their signature to give them them a certain number of days after the election in this particular case most of the uh, most of the patriots voted on the last day voted on election day and the reason that they did that was because we already know because of David Becker, who is who is Eric, Electronic Registration Information Center, who uh, who hates America, hates conservatives, uh, runs that most of the uh, the uh, registration uh, information uh, for our for our elections, and um, so we know that that by voting early. In many cases, they were able to see who had voted, who hadn't, and to vote for people that hadn't voted, right? right. So that, that's the reason, for people that don't know, that's the reason that the call went out to vote on election day, so that we could overwhelm the vote, which is a great right. idea. But, you know, it's interesting because the vote of anything should have gone up, not down, after election night, Right. Right. Because most of the conservatives were there. And so when you have a when you have a situation where they're saying, just put your ballot, you know, the machines are having some kind of glitch and such like that. That's all that <laughs> that's that's all BS. I'm sorry. It, it is crap. It, I, let me just confirm this with you. When when in your precincts, ones you've run, that when the when people come in to vote, and here's how I look at it, when you're when you decide to vote by a mail-in ballot. When you sign that envelope and send in that mail-in ballot, you are expressing an agreement that I have no problem with it being counted this way. 
here it is. Here's my signature. Right? I'm going to mail it to you. I trust you. When you decidedly do not vote a mail-in ballot or one that you've been given, and you intentionally go in on election day to vote, you're there because you want to be given that ballot. You want to mark that ballot. You want to look at it, make sure it's the way you want it. And then now that you have marked that ballot, you actually want to cast that ballot. And the act of casting it is feeding it to the machine and knowing the machine took it. If anything interrupts that and all of a sudden, ah, we'll get it later, here it is. All they've done is revert you back to mail-in voting against your will. Now, my understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is that in a precinct where this happens and ballots aren't running, you either get that machine fixed fast or you get another machine, but you're scanning them there at that precinct. And you're certainly not magically how ironic they came up with, oh, we got this box number three now. How did they know? But anyway, we'll set that aside. And they've got that dropping it outside of a intent to scan it, confirming that it's there only to not, you're, you're not only, are you, you, you don't really know if it's going to be counted or not. You have no way to count it. It's, it's completely separated away from you now. And by the way, you gave them what they needed. And that's just you checking in in a poll book. Now that makes that ballot irrelevant because they can do whatever they want. They've got a check-in. Was that just a nefarious hack in your well, mind? There well, so, there were so many judges that were saying that the ballots were being put in with already counted ballots, which would have been placed somewhere else and not been counted. That's right. They're not going to count them. They're not going to rescan them again. I've heard the they had a divider right. in it, from what I understand. And the ones that weren't counted were to go here, and they're supposed to have a divider. And then you had the ones in the back that were counted. But of course, people made mistakes all over the place, and they pulled out that divider. Boom! They're all there. They're not going to rerun them because they're not going to count double again. They got a problem. But- Plus, they know that Republican votes or the conservative votes for these candidates are being done on the last day. So they don't want to count them. That's right. You know, we we had some situations in our state where uh, this one judge, election judge, she was on the adjudication team. So that's where if the machine kicks something out for the Democrat and Republican judges to look at, then they determine the voter intent. Right. So they can actually change that ballot by hand to make it say whatever they want. And 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 the safeguard is supposed to be that you have a Democrat and a Republican there that have to agree on the voter intent. Right. So so this ballot comes through to this election judge. And usually in uh, in Colorado, it will have like a red box around the the, the issue that they want to uh, that they want to adjudicate or that the right. machine says is a problem. So she looks at what you know what the machine has said that uh, that needs to be adjudicated, and then she starts looking at the rest of the ballot. Well, on the rest of the ballot was a candidate that had been marked out by the voter. So obviously the voter did not want to choose this person, but the machine had already picked that as a person of choice that's for right. that for that um, 
and you know, I know you've you've um, the artificial intelligence, ballots. the AI adjudication is a rig because you're they're not letting you look at the whole ballot. They're making decisions under it, and 2020 was the first time they inserted it. We have That's to right. get rid of artificial intelligence adjudication. That's right. So you know, it, it so we can beat this dead horse forever and ever. What we know for certain is there is fraud in our elections. And, you know, we can we can, you know, keep going over all the fraud, all the examples. The point of it is there is fraud in our elections and the people are tired of it. And they have and we all have to hold uh, hold the, the criminals um, to account. And that's where we are right now that the people are waking up. You know, I've I have um, and I don't want to say who yet, but I have a very high ranking uh, uh, candidate that has reached out to me finally because they were told to be quiet. You know, they were the right, what we call the rhino and, and um, their race was defeated. So they got to learn at the end. And so give these people grace, be, uh, you know, that, that are, that you we've labeled that have um, that are just now coming around. You know, it took me until 2016 uh, to, to see, to get involved. It took me to 2021 to understand that they were cheating in the election. So what we need to do and my call of action, call to action for everyone, send out selection code, not because I'm in it at all. Um, but because it, it explains how the vote is getting cheated in a nice, gentle way for someone that has no prior knowledge, no foundation, like many of your listeners do, uh, your audience does. And, but it, it, it gives them, it, it, it's, it's easy to watch. It's one hour. It's, it has human interest. It has drama. It has, um, uh, humor, but in there it has data and fact in a, in a way that's very palatable. So it's not just giving dry data to people that go, Oh, oh, oh I don't understand this. So I would say everybody should get that out there. Uh, and, and let's just start educating people. We need the masses to be educated and um, you know, they love their families just like we do. They love their freedom just like we do. They just don't know yet. So that's true. There's, we have a learning curve to do. So I appreciate you, Tina, coming on. If you can yeah. act as an ambassador, get everybody together from all angles, because there is no one person that knows everything. Collectively, we know a lot. We got to push this knowledge base together and figure out how to work together. And so, uh, Tina, I just want to say thank you so very much for coming on the program. I know you are a true great American hero. And the people love you. We wish the best for you, folks. Uh, don't forget Tina uh, Peters for Colorado. And, and I love you guys. Thank you so much, <laughs> Tina, for joining us. Well, there you go, folks. Good stuff. Uh, Tina Peters is a rock star. She's it. She's the real deal. Fighting for you right out there in the trenches. I do like um, the fact that she says, look, it even took her. She didn't think elections were rigged. She didn't think elections were bad. Uh, she had to learn the hard way. She had to learn, uh, you know, that uh, things aren't always what they seem. And on that note, I think what we should do is realize we're winning and let's wake up the neighbors. You know what we're going to do. 
Okay, folks, come on. Sing it out loud. This is what binds us together. We're in this fight. that's good <laughs> damn that's good uh better make sure that it doesn't loop hang on hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. no okay Whew. i wasn't gonna loop it again
Anyway, folks, Tina Peters is great. Nothing's perfect in all this. We've talked many times about I wish on the side of the people really doing the audits and the deep data work, paperwork or whatever it is, and everything, we've got to get together. We cannot repeat the mistakes of the 2020 one. We have to get together. We learned a tremendous amount since undertaking the 2020 official Maricopa audit. We've learned how they've done it, and we've seen that they're 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 in it for keeps, and they're going to keep on evolving because this time they did new things. And we have to remember that. And so I would love nothing more than everybody coming together. Uh, I would love nothing more than all of the people that are even the what I would call influencers or otherwise have to begin to work together even in the messaging we're not you know we're not we're not messaging united and if that's one thing that the left does is they message consistent and united you heard it here and of course you're a smarter audience than most i told you about this junk of a recount dana just told you how that rig really works it's just counting paper has nothing to do with the votes We have to get our terminology right. We have to get our methodology right. We have to get our talking points and our messaging to the public right. And this requires that we all get united. It does not matter if somebody is more forceful and direct than you and you like to be nice and mousy quiet. It takes everybody... It takes all hands on deck. There's plenty of positions. There are people that will go nice and quiet and communicate people, and there will be people like me that can be razor sharp and cut you to shreds. But it takes everybody, all kinds of players, mixed players, not players that are all doing the same junk. And this is why we have to work very hard. We've got to get our terminology right. It's not recounts, folks. Arizona's a a redo, not a recount. It's two completely different things. But this is it. It's going to be a very, very, very hard fight. When it comes to either it's either going to be a recount or a full forensic audit, and it needs to be a true freaking full forensic audit, not some light panty waist version that won't get us anywhere. It has to be hardcore, hard hitting, hard facts done right. But we are all in this together. We either succeed together. Or we all die together. Our children, our grandchildren. All together. And we're not going to fix this with just looking at public data. 
We got to get into the machines. We got to get into the poll books. We got to get into the paperwork. We got to get into the balance. We got to get into the envelopes. I'm talking everything. And just because you don't like someone, you can't say, I'm not going to work with them because they're to me. We have to figure this out. Our lives. Our lives depend on it. It's sink or swim. You're right. Anyway, I love you all. Thank you for your support. Uh, it was so great to get Tina on. Um, boy, are they torturing her and trying to ruin her. But that shows you, just take that woman who's a very special, kind, gentle, but strong woman. And you see how they try to eviscerate her. Her job was to run the elections and to run them right. It's her election. It's her name on that dotted line. She didn't think there was anything wrong until she looked at it, opened her eyes, and went, oh, my God. And now they want to paint her the criminal. They will stop at nothing. We've seen all kinds of stuff. You've seen it there. They took her incapacitated husband, mucked with her life, tried to poison me. There's all kinds. Of, they've, they've, they've done so many horrendous things. It's nuts. Because they don't want you to wake up. They don't want you to know you are the cure. They'll support the woke. But being woke is not being awake. But they'll gladly push on you their agendas, take your money left and right. They can certainly count their freaking donations. They just can't count the ballots. And frankly, I think that's a crock of shit. But you can't put this genie back in the bottle. I just want everybody to be wise. You got to be very wise. And I am not saying stand down. I am saying be smart. Don't play into the agenda because, see, it is a double, it's a double hit here, folks. You know, if they can get enough people out there to make stupid mistakes, dress in camo, dress in tactical gear, go marching around, driving around the MTech Center, playing like their tactical SWAT teams and stuff, you have to understand the next part of that. That is what they're trying to say Donald J. Trump has been organizing. Not only can you get yourself in trouble and hurt everybody, but you could actually end up taking him out of the mix. And we need him fighting in the mix. You've got to be aware what at stake. You cannot go off half-cocked. Everybody knows. Look, we all know we're angry. But you don't get so angry that you run through the fucking minefield with abandon. You don't do that. I question many people giving out some of these ridiculous stuff. I, I question as to where they come from. Are they setting you up? Or is that what they're doing for followers? Hey, yeah, let's get there. Let's do this. Get your camo on. Let's do this. I wonder. I wonder.
So I'm asking every one of you to be smart. Be loud, be proud, be diligent, fight. Yes, you have to fight. But you got to think about it and you got to think through wisdom and truth and not anger. I think it goes unsaid. We're all angry. We don't need to say it. Yes, we are all freaking angry. But when your government is trying to take away our guns, when your government is trying to say, we got to get rid of this militia crap, the Second Amendment, you don't put on your freaking camo and tactical gear thinking you're solving a problem. You're playing into their narrative. And people that push you that way are probably getting paid to push you into that narrative. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut the crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Bon Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut the crap. We've got all the right in the world on our side. And there ain't no reason to be afraid. And there ain't no reason to not take the challenge dead on. Because I'm going to tell you who we come from, folks. We don't come from some weak, jellyback, spineless people. That's not who we come from. None of us. And it doesn't matter what color you are, what nation your folks hail from, how much money you got. We all share the same name. We are Americans. And that Bunker Hill that was Americans. And that Fredericksburg and Gettysburg that was Americans. And that Iwo Jima raising that flag on Sarabachi, it was Americans. And that Porktop Hill that was Americans. Quezon that was Americans. And on 9-11, there was Americans who ran towards those burning buildings. That is who you share your heritage with. You do not share your heritage with a weak and ineffective people who tower at the side of trouble. You share your heritage with a strong and brave people who are determined to hold on to their freedom and for the freedom of future generations. Guys, it's time for us to stand up and be that generation. It's time for us to stand strong and proud and remember who we are that we are Americans. And as long as we stand as the vanguard of freedom in this nation, freedom will survive. Not only survive, but survive. So guys, it's time to put on our packs. It's time to fix those bayonets. It's time to get ready. We got a fight on our hands. And our fight is not for us, for all those generations that's gonna come behind. Let's save America, folks. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 